0: In Matthew 24, 21, Jesus said, there's a time of tribulation coming upon the earth that is worse than anything this world has ever seen or is ever going to see. It's known as the 70th week of Daniel. It's a seven year period that we find in the middle of the book of Revelation. It's broken up into two three and a half periods. Three and a half years in the front and three and a half years in the back. And in the middle of those three and a half years, unexpectedly, two witnesses come on the scene. And they are given power to fight effectively against the Antichrist and his forces. Men try to kill them and arrest them and destroy them and they are not effective until the end. Today, let's consider the mystery of the two witnesses of Revelation chapter 11 and what they do. It starts in Revelation 11 verse 3 where it says, And I will give power to my two witnesses the word witnesses can mean witnesses or martyrs and these two witnesses who receive power are going to be both of them things get really bad during the tribulation period but god does not leave us without witnesses he gives us these two witnesses and 144,000 people from israel from each of the 12 tribes of israel who are witnesses to us let's talk about who these two witnesses are that's the big mystery there's a couple of thoughts some believe they are enoch and elijah because these are the two men who never died and the Bible says it's appointed men once to die and they have to die however there are exceptions to that some people die twice and then those who are alive during the resurrection are caught up to meet the Lord in the air and so they never die so I don't know if that's the best argument the Bible does say in Genesis 5:24, and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him And in 2 Kings 2.11 it says then it happened as they continued, and they talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire, and separated the two men, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. However, Enoch is a gentile, and Enoch is the type of the church who is taken out before the wrath of God comes upon the earth with the flood, just like we will not experience God's wrath, as the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.9 and Romans 5.9. It also tells us that in Revelation 3:10, where it says, because you have kept my word to persevere, I will keep you from the hour of testing that will come upon the whole earth. Now I believe these two witnesses are Moses and Elijah. In Jude 1:9, we find Satan and Michael fighting over the body of Moses. Listen to what it says. Yet Michael the Archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Now there are a few reasons I believe the two witnesses are most likely Moses and Elijah. Number one, they did the same miracles as Moses and Elijah did. Elijah called fire down from heaven, and Elijah prayed that it would not rain for three and a half years. These witnesses do the same thing. Moses turned water into blood and brought all kinds of plagues on Egypt. So do these two witnesses. Elijah was taken alive up into heaven, and Michael and Satan contended over the body of Moses. Also, Jesus met with Moses and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration and talked about things that were to come. Moses would represent the law and Elijah would represent the prophet. Jesus, when he walked with the two disciples on the Emmaus Road, spoke to them through the law and the prophets about how they spoke to him. Jesus said to the scribes and Pharisees, You study these things because you think in them you have eternal life, but these are they that speak of me. So Moses represents the Law working with Christ and Elijah represents the Prophets working with Christ bringing about all of the things that were promised that would happen in the Law and in the Prophets. Now the Bible also tells us that Elijah will come again, Matthew 17, 10 and 11. And the disciples asked him, saying, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered and said to them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. Now some believe they are two random people that, because of the works that they do, represent Moses and Elijah. But that doesn't bring Elijah back, as it said that he would come back before the great and terrible day of the Lord. And why were Satan and Michael contending over the body of, of Moses? Now Revelation 11:4 says, These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. And so because lampstands are used in Revelation in the early chapters to represent the church, they'll say that these two lampstands represent the church. However, that doesn't make any sense. These are two witnesses that call fire down from heaven. Never is the church told to call fire down from heaven to its enemies. It says to love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, and bless those who persecute you. It also says in verse 6 of Revelation 11, They have power to shut up heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. Now that's three and a half years. And they have power over water to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. These are supernatural works that they do that bring harm upon the earth which fit with what's happening in the book of Revelation. Now it also says when they finish their testimony the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the streets in the great city which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where also our Lord was crucified. That'll tell you during the tribulation period how far the city of Jerusalem has fallen. It's become the headquarters of the Antichrist. It's the place where the abomination of desolation has taken place. The two witnesses show up at that event and are there until the very end. And so the city of Jerusalem becomes known as Sodom and Egypt, which represents the world. And it's where Jesus was crucified. And then in verse 9 of Revelation 11 it says, Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, nations will see their are dead bodies three and a half days. Now this is what happens around the world in cultures who want to humiliate those who are their enemies. They will leave their bodies out and they will drag them around and that's exactly what they do. And people from all over the world could see it, which was a technology that wasn't around when this was written. So the prophecy foretold the ability of the technology for one event to happen and all people of the world to be able to see it, which we can now. Verse 10 of Revelation says, And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, make merry, and send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. This also happens today with terrorist attacks. There is rejoicing. They will hand out candy. They will pass presents back between one another. And they rejoice like this when these two prophets are killed. But Revelation 11, 11 tells us it's not over yet. Now after three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood to their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Come up here and they ascended to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies saw them. Now they had been rejoicing, but when they see this event it says, And in the same hour there was an earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. In the earthquake 7,000 people were killed, and the rest were afraid, and gave glory to the God of heaven. Now three things in closing. Number one, God will always have a witness. God will always have those who have laid down their lives, have become living martyrs, or are willing to become literal martyrs. Number two, we are called to be witnesses our martyrs in our day. We're to live for him, no matter how much we are mocked. And it's not until we are finished that we can be taken out of this place. Number three, be careful not to allegorize too much. Those who allegorize these two witnesses as the church are overstepping and when you allegorize too much you take a much greater chance of being wrong. Sometimes it's obvious it has to be allegory and sometimes you just got to take it as it says and when it says that there were these two witnesses that's exactly what it means. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.